These next two weeks are going to feel like an extended Major League Baseball All-Star break. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every single day. Whether you are watching me on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, what's the keyword? We are free. And I really hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube and you are enjoying the show, do me a favor. There's a like button. Go ahead and hit it. It means a lot. And you can also become a subscriber for free. And to those of you who already have, so very, very many thank yous. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, where you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions will apply. All right, so if you're like me and you're looking for any USC football news out there to pass the time, uh, these next couple of weeks are going to be rough. It's going to kind of feel like a, you know, major league baseball season. Once that all-star break kicks in, there's not a lot going on. And that's kind of where we're at right now. USC spring camp is scheduled to uh, start March 4th. I say it is scheduled to commence March 4th. I'll get back to that in a moment. However, first, we are not going to slight the men's basketball program. That's going to help us fill in some of this time. So, look at your watches. Let's see how much time I spend on basketball for all of you who think I spend way too much time. Over the weekend, on Saturday, USC defeated Stanford 85-75, to and they were led by Boogie Ellis, who went off 33 points, and uh, seven assists, and he had he tied a career high with six three pointers. Uh, he also eclipsed his uh, former career best of thirty one points when USC beat UCLA 77 to sixty four back in January. Those thirty three points by Boogie were the most by a Trojan since Onyeka Onkongwu's thirty three points back in twenty nineteen. So the guys improved to 19 and 8 overall. They are 11 and 5 in the Pac-12. They've won 14 in a row at home, and that places them third in conference. Uh, next up, they head off to the Mountain Schools. They're going to play Utah and Colorado, and then they will finish up the regular season at Galen Center the weekend of March 4th when they host the Arizona Schools. So one last note on the basketball. If you've been timing me. Uh, the men's team swept the Bay Area schools, Cal, on Thursday, where they thoroughly throttled them. And I just mentioned the win over Stanford, 85-75. to 75. So unless they play, USC meets one of these two teams in the Pac-12 tournament, that's, uh, that's it. USC has finished their basketball schedule as a member of the Pac-12 conference. And... Uh, it was fun to be a part of that circle with Cal and Stanford. So, bye-bye. It's nice knowing you. We might see in the Pac-12 tournament.
Now, as I mentioned, as of publication of this episode of Locked On USC, spring camp is set to open March 4th. However, I did hear from a little birdie last week, late, that uh, there will be a slight adjustment to the spring camp schedule that was originally released. There should probably be an update on that. I'm going to assume within this next week. Um, again, you're watching this, hopefully, first thing, February 20th, spring camp, March 4th. Also, um, the time of the practices. What do you think it's going to be? When, when do you think Lincoln Riley is going to have these guys out there on Howard Jones Field? Is it going to be morning practices or PM, afternoon practices? I'm going to lean afternoon, again, based on a little, the same little birdie chirp that I heard. Now, outside of Eric Gentry's uh, unexpected surgery announcement that he made late last week, what was it, Thursday? Uh, the rest of the team is, as far as I know, nobody else is on any rehab island. Uh, they're out there working out pretty early um, during those off-season winter conditioning, early morning hours. Oh, and by the way, uh, I saw a picture. Maybe you saw uh, the video with Caleb Williams out there. Is it just me, or is uh, his natural maturation process among the other guys? Uh, Caleb's looking swole. I mean, he's gone from sophomore. He's not going to be a junior. And everyone anticipates will be his last season at USC. He looks looking more like a linebacker right now. Looks he looks well put together. He's going to be able to absorb, uh, you know, those hits. But hopefully, he won't lose any of that mobility and those that magic he has in his feet. I can't wait to see these guys up close. So, if you had to, I'm going to throw this another question out there for you. If you had to place a bet who was going to be wearing the number zero jersey uh, when camp opens, who do you think it's going to be? Remember, Corey Foreman, upperclassman, and the number one defensive high school recruit when he arrived at USC? Or is it going to be Mason Cobb, who also wore number zero at Oklahoma State? He's coming over. He's, he's a playmaking, tackling machine. Uh, that's what everybody anticipates Corey Foreman to be. So, you know, a little bit of intrigue, right? And, oh, by the way, you know, Corey Foreman's most memorable moment so far, I think everyone would agree, is the uh, game-saving interception against UCLA. Well, Mason Cobb can cover in open space. Check out his highlight videos. All right, so let's get caught up with the intrigue list. You know, weekends come and gone. Again, just a reminder that the We Are SC staff, myself included, we submitted our top 20 players who we think are the most intriguing uh, players going into spring camp. Eric McKinney, he's a smart one of our group. He did all the calculations and put together the results. So these are the players um, that we're excited uh, to see because they, you know, they bring some sort of level of, you know, intrigue. It's not that they're the best players. It's that they have the, there's, there's so many different, you know, storylines um, that are, that's going to be taking place in the spring. And these players, for whatever reason, 
that we submitted, we think um, we're going to have our eyes on them. And so for uh, comparison's sake, uh, here's what my list looked like. We are a C submit, uh, releases one name per day. Uh, we're going to get caught up on those. But here is my overall list in case you uh, you don't remember. I went over it a few times last week. So I'm going to start you off this week with my top 20 list. Remember, the higher the number, the higher the entry. So if number one on my list was Makai Lemon, that means he was the he's on my entry list, but not that high up. So Makai Lemon, Devon, uh, Devin Tompkins, Marshawn Lloyd, Shane Lee, Christian Wolin Wallace was number five, Romello Height, number six, Dorian Singer, number seven, Zion Branch, number eight, Rayleigh Brown, number nine, Zachariah Branch, number 10, Tyrone Tulaney at number 11, Cortland Ford, number 12, Ray John Davis, 13, Corey Foreman, 14, Damani Jackson, 15, Kion Barr, 16, Tech Curtis, 17, Anthony Lucas, 18, Mason Cobb, 19, number 20, Caleb Williams. So in reverse order, get you caught up with the minimal intrigue. Let's get caught up again. We are C's list. Number 20 was Justin Dietrich. Number 19, Cortland Ford. Romello Height, number 18. Zion Branch, John Davis. And then Jack Sullivan. Uh, my list, we've gone over it. So we're up to, if last week we ended with John Davis, which... He actually was number 21 on the We Are a C list. Um, he took the place when Eric Gentry hopped off the list on one leg when he's having a surgery. So mine was Christian Roland Wallace. As I mentioned, over the weekend, more names were displayed, and I'm going to talk about each of those names in our next segment. First, we're going to talk about LinkedIn Jobs. Because as a small business owner, or if you're a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, the values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million profiles to put you in front of, to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. They help you identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect you that, with them faster. And what's our favorite word? Free. LinkedIn jobs make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. All right, again, I got to say it. Thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every single day. I want to make sure you go check out Locked on College Basketball. It's our brand new podcast. It's pretty cool. You're going to get everything you need to know uh, 
and it's all about college basketball, you're going to get it from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and from some players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're going to get right back into it. So, for me, Romello Height <clears throat> was next on my list. I mentioned our we, you know, he would, came in on number 18 on We Are SC's list. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Coincidentally, um, We Are SC's list also has a, another defensive player. So the first name off the list over the weekend was he also was a transfer, much like Romello. He came in this year's class. Senior Jack Sullivan from Purdue. I'm going to kill two birds here with one stone. That Russian spot in 2022, it was a huge disappointment. Disagree with me all you want. But um, Lincoln Riley is going to agree with me. Alex Grinch is going to agree with me. And I think pretty much anybody who watched USC's defense last year, begrudgingly, if even the biggest homer is going to agree with that comment. And it's not meant to be harsh, but it's supposed to be, you know, that position is supposed to be, you know, the high-impact position. Uh, it has, it's got one goal, create pressure and havoc in the offensive backfield. Get to the quarterback, get to the ball carrier. And last year, uh, if you take away Tuli Tuiapolotu's sack numbers, USC's overall numbers would be really, really bad. Romelo Height. Okay, here's he has all the physical abilities. And remember, he was the starter going into last season. Then he got hurt. That was his story at Auburn. So durability issues are the are just one of the intrigue things uh, with when it comes to Romelo. Obviously, you know it's. It, Without stating the obvious, this is why Riley and you know Grinch went you know full pedal to the metal um, during the offseason, bringing in guys on the defensive side of the ball, particularly for the rush end. And they they're trying to give Roy Manning, you know, he's the position room uh, coach. Got to give him some choices. Last year injury didn't help. Assuming everybody can stay healthy, um, he's going to have some choices to work with now. Number one, uh, Corey Foreman and Romello, they need to show up now, period. Or else Jack Sullivan, the transfer, you know, he could be the guy. You know, what makes him so intriguing is, number one, his size. He he kind of resembles, you know, fills that Thule uh, vacuum. He's six foot five, two hundred seventy-five pounds. Uh, he was recorded thirty-eight tackles. This was last year. He had seven for a loss. He had five and a half sacks. Oh, and by the way, he also forced a fumble, and he led Purdue in sacks and finished number two in tackles for loss. He did all that in fourteen games. Not bad. Those aren't truly numbers, but that's a start. Now, look, I, I don't understand uh, PFF's algorithms 
and their, their number formulas, whatever they use. But PFF, uh, they credit him with just one missed tackle last year. I'm going to say that again. Jack Sullivan is being credited with missing only one tackle last year. And he got up, you know, he was also able to get up to the quarterback. Uh, I mentioned, you know, his numbers. He also had 35 quarterback pressures, and those included his sacks, hits, and hurries. So his overall PFF defensive grade was number one uh, as far as Purdue uh, edge defenders. It, he would have been number two last year on USC uh, behind Tuli Tulia Pelotu. Oh, added bonus. He's good against the run. And he's really strong at the point of attack. He can shed a blocker. So, you know, if you're able to do that against the run, which, look, USC, they struggled last year, right? Especially at the line of scrimmage. Um, remember, I, I can't remember which episode I talked about it, but I, I talked about guys being farmer strong. You know, they don't look physically imposing, but those are the guys you just, you know, you don't want to compete against in like an arm wrestling competition. That's Jack Sullivan. You know, he, he he's not going to overwhelm you with that, you know, Adonis-like physique, but he's physically strong. You're not going to beat him one-on-one. He is also, you know, he, he's a veteran, which means he's mature. He's smart. Uh, why do I say that? He went to Purdue. It's not a school for dummies. A lot of engineer majors go there. Uh, and when I say engineers, I'm talking about guys who go into space, build railroads, which uh, smart guys go to Purdue. We need a lot more of those guys in today's world that aren't playing football. So um, with his natural uh, abilities, along with uh, his on-the-field abilities, is he going to, you know, take the spot left left behind by Thule? Or I mean, his numbers suggest he he should. Is he going to be able to learn the system quick enough, you know, to you know hold off any of the incumbents, i.e., such e.g., such as Corey Foreman, Romelo Height, Solomon Tuliapupu, Solomon Bird. A lot of guys. Eric Gentry, is he going to be moving there? Rajon Davis. Remember, Russian linebackers, a lot of cross-training. That's part of the intrigue. Let's keep that rolling, by the way. Uh, next up, well, we're going to talk more about uh, players on that intrigue list. But first, how about a Built Bar snack? That's right. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. Look, if one of your goals in 2023 is to eat a little bit healthier and you're like me and you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise the taste, then I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They are the perfect treat anytime and what makes built bars so good well for starters they're covered in 100 real chocolate you know me i love chocolate 
and they come in some really cool flavors like churro, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If you like coconut almond, I like those other flavors. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar. Uh, and they do it by, by maintaining all those amazing macros that you look for in a, in a protein bar. Uh, they only have 130 calories. They come with only four grams of sugar, and they come with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You know, for years we've told you about taking your order to built.com. Forget that. Now you can still do that, but if you're by a Walmart or a Sam's Club, you can run on in and pick up a box. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. You'll be able to pick up a four box, a four bar box of their cookies and cream, their double chocolate, or their coconut puffs. Or if you're near Sam's Club, go check it out. 13 bar box with their hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Let me know. Thank me later. All right. Remember how disappointed everyone was when Gary Bryant Jr. jumped into the transfer portal? And then C.J. Williams. Well, um, Gary Bryant Jr., he still hasn't found a home. Here's the plan. Uh, just remind me. He's on schedule to graduate in May. So I guess the intrigue is, is he going to be around spring camp? We're going to find out. We're going to find out if he's working out with the team. I, I should have asked that question. I had the opportunity last week, and I failed. Forgive me, but I will find out. Um, <clears throat> and then remember when uh, Kyle Ford said, thanks for the memories, just before you saw that picture of him wearing that Bruins Smurf blue uniform in an Instagram post or tweet? Yeah. So... Besides Ford transitioning to a Bruin, uh, look, do whatever you want with that one. Uh, the wide receiver room, you shouldn't be worried about. It. Look, no offense to these guys, uh, GB1, Kyle Ford, CJ Williams, uh, all great young men, and I've, inter I've enjoyed interacting with them in my limited opportunities. But yeah, let me just remind everybody. Makai Lemon, Jacoby Lane, and Zachariah Branch will be trying to beat out my next intriguing guy, Dorian Singer, the wide receiver transfer from Arizona, who played, when he played against USC, he, he played like a boss. I mean, he was probably the best wide receiver on the field that day. Let's just be honest here. I mean, the dude was making one-handed catches like, like he was an NFL All-Pro. Um, and had he made maybe just one more, USC probably loses that game in Tucson. Nonetheless, he still had seven catches for 141 yards and three touchdowns. And I want to remind everybody, as good as Dorian Singer is, he did earn a scholarship after his freshman year at Arizona. He had no scholarship offers out of high school. He was a preferred walk-on. So, not 
only was he just one of the best wide receivers in the Pac-12 in 2022. Uh, he was good, period. I mean, he, he was right there nationally. He finished the year second in the Pac-12 conference with 1,100 yards, 1,105 to be exact. He was number six in receptions with 66. And his 16.7 yards per catch average was number five nationally. <clears throat> Excuse me, with guys, with players with 60 or more catches. Again, that is a lot of production. And that's partly why, I think that's partly why Kyle Ford said, Sinar, fight on. See you later. Partly why. So, despite Jordan Addison heading to the NFL, Ford, Bryant, and C.J. Williams all leaving for their own reasons, Dorian Singer is going to fill the void left behind, and there's still a bunch of intrigue because of how crowded that wide receiver room is. I mentioned the eight, you know, I mentioned those freshmen that are coming in. Plus, let's not forget, USC still returns Mario Williams, Taj Washington, Brendan Rice, uh, Michael Jackson III, Kyron Hudson. If Brendan Rice gives us, gives USC Brendan Rice in the Cotton Bowl, OMG, and Everybody else, good luck trying to contain this USC offense. Because then you got Brendan Rice, Dorian Singer, Mario Williams, Taj Washington, MJ3, Kyron Hudson, the three freshmen. Not a bad wide receiver room. So is Dorian going to be able to step up over some of those guys I just talked about? I I think Caleb Williams is going to have a little bit of say in that. How quickly will he be able to... Uh, develop that chemistry with Dorian. We're going to find out soon enough in the spring. So that was my guy. Who was uh, you? We are a C's number fourteen on the intrigue list. How about Jamil Muhammad? Um, I'm not sure how he didn't crack my top twenty list. I'm sure he was close. Uh, no offense, but. Uh, I am intrigued by this guy, but I read you off my list. For some reason, I thought those other guys were just ahead of him. With that said, uh, this guy looks to be a, like a real fast, physical freak of nature uh, who likes to intimidate his opponent. Oh, and by the way, he's another Russian candidate. Talked about that on the show already. Uh, here are his numbers from last season at Georgia State. 44 tackles, five of those were for a loss, and he had one and a half sacks. He also had an interception, a forced fumble, two pass deflections. Oh, and I guess he led the team with eight quarterback hurries. So if we're going to continue to use the PFF metrics, uh, they also credit Muhammad with 13 quarterback hurries in addition to his six hits on the quarterback. And then if we use the 73.7 pass rush grade 
through PFF. Um, that would have ranked second on USC's roster, even though it's still well behind Tuli Tuiapolotu's 81.0. Um, but that 73.7 number still puts him well ahead of second place on USC. Uh, I don't have who that was. Doesn't matter. He's well ahead of everybody else who you saw play at USC last year which makes him a pretty intriguing guy, right? Um, number one, out of high school, he was going to play quarterback at Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt, Very smart. You don't get into Vanderbilt without having something upstairs. Period. Um, yeah. So when he transferred to Georgia State, he uh, he sat out the year and he... he got bigger, and he learned that linebacker position. And he's taken over full-time since then. So is he ready to now uh, make the full-time jump from the Sun Belt Conference and competing against Clay Helton caliber competition? Remember, Clay Helton's over there coaching in the Sun Belt. Um, and is he ready to step up to the level of competition with Lincoln Riley and USC? Tuli's numbers were for USC. He was number one in the nation with 13 and a half sacks, and he tied for number three overall with just a tick over one and a half tackles for loss per game, 1.6 to be exact. Now, and he was doing that from all over the uh, defensive line, rush end, inside, defensive tackle. I mean, he did it everywhere. So, look, either by hook or crook, someone is going to need to step up, whether it's Jamil Muhammad. And I encourage you, go check out his video highlights on YouTube or wherever you want to find them. It's fun to watch. Um, either he's going to step up or and seize the moment, or, like I mentioned, there's enough there, there, now, to get it done by committee. Roy Manning, Alex Grinch, Lincoln Riley, who said he's going to be more involved with the defense, there is enough there in that group of linebackers and rush end to find somebody to either be the next Thule or combine all that talent together to, to match Thule's production that is off to the NFL. All right, there it is. So we're done. Wow. Thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every single day. Don't forget to check out Locked On College Basketball. We're almost heading into March Madness. You're going to want to get into it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about USC basketball going forward. It won't overwhelm you, but I'm going to keep you updated. So until our next episode, you know what to do, everybody.